Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty, number 57. I am Chris. I'm Rich. Mikey B. Oh, Mikey B. You hear him on World Championship Radio. You hear him on the Weisman Podcast. Sitting in with us tonight. Talk a little sports. The Iceman, he's iffy. He might be joining us. He might not be. He got a new gig. He travels. Welcome to my world now, Earl. But uh, yeah, hopefully he'll be joining us later on. I just checked my messenger, and I think that's what he's saying. But uh, so it is... Uh, Oh, wait, number 57. Who is number 57? Uh, Clay Matthews. Uh, uh, you know, I was going to say Heinz Ketchup. Yeah, so, Heinz Field. Heinz Field. Yeah. Johan Santana. There you go. Oh, wow. I liked your first answer, though. Oh, that one. Clay Matthews. It's going so. to be a while till we get... Man, it's going to be like another... Six months till we get to like receivers. <laughs> it's going to be a minute, yeah. And we all know that the last one we can do is going to be Wayne Gretzky. There's no famous triple digit people, right? Not that I know of. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, mean, we can we can pull out a few more surprises at 99 than Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure that any if you're an avid sports fan, you can too. So, yeah. Well, it's it's the greatest 99. There's no debate there. But, so, the day we are recording, uh, the All-Star game going on right now, so, by the t- it's, 
Mikey B wants to give us a partial. It is zero zero. I think. Yeah. I think all right. Time. <laughs> oh, hey. Let's try this. But by the time you are hearing this, here comes everybody. There we go. All right. Uh, it will be the dog days. Uh, it'll actually be right before sports kicks back in, but it'll be it'll be the last day. It's what three days a year. There's nothing going on in sports. Wimbledon's Wimbledon and the All Star game. Yeah, Wimbledon's over. All Star game's over. soon though. Yeah, I thought they did that at the bottom this time. Uh, there's there was like the NBA awards this year. Who the fuck knows, man? They always do that. But so yeah. Be a lot of baseball this week, but uh, I just, what do we want to start? We were talking about our little pre-show chat, uh, the uh, the McGregor Mayweather press conference. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, as Mikey B so on the nose called it absolute shit show that, that was. That was basically just fucking people talking shit. To, I mean, two guys talking shit back and forth to each other. To the point where Conor McGregor's suit, actually, the pinstripe said, fuck you, so. I mean, and you said the crowd seemed pretty pro-McGregor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every any time he said anything, it was just wild applause. And Mayweather, I mean, he got his he got his fair share, but it wasn't, it wasn't like uh, what I expected. It wasn't even close to 50-50. What about Mayweather's tracksuit, the red, white, and blue one? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and McGregor was like, "Yeah, he's what do you say?" He's wearing he goes, a tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he went after him about everything. Basically, you know, the only thing he didn't do was hand him a book and ask him to read a page from it. That's really the only thing he didn't do. And I mean, I sent that as a joke earlier because of the fifty cent video I found of him ripping on on Mayweather. But it seemed like it was going in that direction. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really was because hey, the internet is saying uh, Mayweather won the press conference. What? Well, I mean, if a bunch you, of money is that why? Exactly. If you go by if you go by what you said in response to that uh, video of Fifty Cent I sent, Chris, uh, he basically held up a check for a hundred million and was like, "That's what this looks like." Ha! So, of course, McGregor yelled from the side, "Yeah!" And how much of that do you owe to the tax man? Still, yeah. Oh, I have the tax man. <laughs> I have the RLS. Now we can all probably agree that uh, uh, MMA, it's a little Mike and B from World Championship Radio. I'm sure you, you agree with this. A little, a little dash of sports entertainment when, in MMA. The, uh, and I wouldn't put it past the press, the, pre, the press conferences. Yeah, the way the press conference ends up, ends up, end up it's pretty much they're make it's their promo. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't put it past Dana White stocking the pond for McGregor. As far because you said the, the 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 crowd seemed pro McGregor. I wouldn't put it past Dana White, you know, heading out to an unemployment office and going, "Hey, he wants to make fifty bucks today and go see Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather." <laughs> you know, even if you don't know who he is, when the white boy says something, cheer. Yeah, you get your fifty bucks when you're done. The guy with the funny voice. <laughs> now. The one there was, and I mean, this news conference just happened today on Tuesday as we're recording. So, granted, the non-sports SJWs haven't gotten hold of this yet, but I'm thinking that something's going to come of this. First of all, I got to say, maybe it's a little bit 
different culture where McGregor's from, being Ireland. But at one point, he told Mary or uh, Mayweather, he said, "Dance for me, boy." And that's Whoa, pretty much. Whoa! He said, "Boy." He, no, that, yeah, yeah, that's that. that, that you can't that, say boy. <laughs> that, not to a black man. That that is cultural. not unless it is your son. Yeah, that is cultural. Listen, you have a black child. You are also a black man. You cannot say boy to another but black guy. McGregor can be black Irish. It don't matter. He's white in the eyes of black Americans. So yeah, that's what uh, it's a thing. I have been over there. My grandma still talks funny like that. Would she call Floyd Mayweather boy? I don't know if she's been over here long, too long. So maybe uh. not. Do you, is it a racial thing, do you think, or is it just because no, it's, it's just an insult thing that it has nothing it's, to do with race? Insult. You would say it's, it to it's anybody a who you're... Thing. They say, they, boy. It's a vernacular thing? Yeah. Kind of like them saying their words. Come on. It ain't like McGregor just fell off the boat. He's been here for a minute. He's absorbed. He doesn't live hey, here. He's absorbed our shit talking. He's absorbed that part of the culture. I don't know. The Irish can talk some shit. Hey, I do have the five best quotes, according to CBSSports.com, from the press conference. Uh, let's start at number five. We'll go, we'll go five to one, like the doors and such. Uh, Mayweather on McGregor's submission loss in 2016. We know Mr. Tapout liked to qu- Wait, that's, I can't talk about that. That's being racist. We know Mr. Tapout liked to quit. All right, he didn't say likes. This is apparently they're quoting him. And you will wave that white flag because you could choose the, which way you want to go. And I'm guaranteeing this. You can go out on your face or go out on your back. Which way do you want to go? That's right. Sit quiet, you little bitch. God don't make mistakes. And God only made one thing perfect. And that's my boxing record. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he did. That, that was good. I remember hearing Damn. that. That that was good. I said, well, damn, performance. I throw myself into these here? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, here you go. Here's I think you were referring to this earlier, Rich. Uh, number four, Mayweather's money problems. Uh, says, well, holding up an uncashed handwritten check. Still got $100 million and they can't even touch this shit. McGregor, give it to the tax man. Mayweather, you're right. I'm the IRS, and I'm going to tax your ass. McGregor, you're not going to do shit. Mayweather, yeah, yeah, we knew I was the A-side. That's why he said Mayweather first. He knew I was the A-side. That's why this bitch had to come to the boxing ring. They say he looked good for a seven-figure fighter. He looked good for an eight-figure fighter. But, motherfucker, I'm a nine-figure fighter. Y'all know what? This bitch made three million his last night. We all know that's training camp money for me. (laughs) I'm starting to see why the internet's saying Mayweather won the press conference. You know, can I just say, I was waiting for Mayweather to just, like, I know they didn't have the weigh-in, but I was waiting for him just to, like, strip off the tracksuit and pull a Damon Wayans from the Great White Hype and be like, y'all can kiss my big, fat, bloated, black, Cadillac-driving ass. (laughs) 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 And just walk off. (laughs) Like, it'd just be like, my blackness will beat this white boy. (laughs) Like, I was, this is seriously, this is the real-life version of that movie, I swear to God. It's just a spectacle, man. Right. And I got to say, I think the press conference is probably going to be more interesting than the fight. <laughs> I know. Here is McGregor on dealing with the boxing rules. He has fought people who have shied away from him. I don't fear him. I don't fear this limited set of fighting. 
This is a limited set of rules that makes this half of a fight, a quarter of a fight. If this was a real fight, it wouldn't even take one round. No problem. Give him the gloves up. I'll wear 10 ounces. No Mexican gloves? No problem. No, glaze, no gloves made out of horse hair? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit about any of that. I'm just enjoying it. It's funny here, all of these rules. <laughs> That's so good. Is it? It is. It, to me, that sounds like he's already making excuses. No, just the way he said it. It, it just sounds proactive, like, hey, man, there's too many rules. I'm used to no rules. No well, yeah, I, I think, can we all agree, he is right. If it was an MMA fight, Mayweather yeah. would get his ass stomped within fucking, what, 30 seconds? I wouldn't even give well, him 30 seconds. Well, from, Gregor wants to call it a real fight? I, street fight? Mayweather would win. Shoot him. That's how that's how it would go down in the streets. Yeah, you, you know what he <laughs> would. You know what he would win because you know what he did beat the Big Show at WrestleMania. Yeah, there you go. Having it at WrestleMania, it's got to be true. That's right. <laughs> Wrestling is real. <laughs> Wait, there you go, Mikey. It's still real to me, damn it. All right, Mayweather and the importance of number twenty-one. I still got it. 21 is the number. And they say, why is 21 the number? That's how long I've been kicking ass. I don't give a fuck if it's a ring. I don't give a fuck if it's an octagon. Put me in the ring and I'll kick ass. McGregor, don't be talking shit. Mayweather, you already know I ain't bitching, man. You line them up and I'll knock them down like bowling pins. On August 26th, I'll knock this bitch out too. McGregor, you haven't knocked anyone out in about 20 years. Answer me, boy. Dance for me, son. Dance for me. It's uh, a little misguided comment there. But by the way, TMZ did pick that up, and their exact headline is. Oh, I just hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta find it again. Because I'm trying to keep an eye on it as we're talking about. It. Okay, so TMZ just put out a little article on Facebook saying Conor McGregor said to Floyd Mayweather two things you don't say to black men in America: one, dance for me, and two, boy. So it's starting, and it hasn't even been what a day. Hasn't oh, even yeah. been twelve hours. Say, so hasn't even been twelve, maybe six. Yeah. Well, in our current social climate, you can't say nothing anymore. I am kind of shocked it's taken this long to start seeing articles pop up about it. Because it's sports. So, it's something the SJWs are constantly on. Yeah. Yeah, let filter. True. Yeah, let filter them first. And it, and it comes through TMZ, a very non-sports website, to deliver it to them, and then it's going to get picked up by you know all the usual suspects. So, all right, and the number one comment, top quote from the Mayweather McGregor press conference, according to CBSSports.com. Number one, McGregor on Mayweather's closing. He's in a fucking tracksuit. He can't even afford a suit anymore. He is fucked. There's no other way about it. Man. Has McGregor met a black person before? That is another misguided comment. <laughs> hey, man. Here's the thing. Is he aware there's a, such thing as a Louis Vuitton tracksuit? I was going to say, I know brothers, that they will go out and try in, in whatever, in athletic gear, but everything matches. Everything is fucking on point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like just some sloppy dude who throws on some fucking some uh, uh, sweatpants and a T-shirt to go up to the corner store. You know, I mean, this is Mayweather. Yeah, he, that was a, that was a thought out outfit. Come on now. 
Yeah, it was thought out, but it was pretty t- uh, a little too much. Get to- yeah, he he did go all Apollo Creed, Rocky Four with the whole oh yeah for red, white, sure. and blue shit. Yeah, it was almost almost a little unnecessary. Hey, you don't get a hundred million dollars for a fight by not being a good businessman too. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, but well, speak- still, make your choices wisely. Don't look like a jackass. Hey, his name's Money Mayweather. He's in a hundred million dollars. Kind of burger getting like what twenty? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I had no idea how much the fight cost. Now I'm not shocked at the cost of the fight. I'm shocked at one of the stipulations of the cost of the fight. If you want to order the fight, it's eighty nine ninety five. All right, that's about what I expected. Now get this: this is two thousand seventeen. Unless I hopped in a DeLorean somewhere with Doc Brown. If you want it in HD, you have to pay an extra ten dollars. What? What happened? What, say that again, just in case you missed it at home. The fight itself is eighty nine ninety nine. If you want the fight in HD, it's ninety nine ninety nine. Well, I'll just watch it on the internet an hour later, like everybody else. Yeah, there's. I mean, no way. But, but why the fuck add the ten? Just, just make it a hundred bucks even and fucking give it to them. Who the fuck's gonna order standard definition? Who even has standard definition? Yeah, I know, anymore? right? And if you do, you ain't ordering a fucking hundred dollar pay per view fight. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, gotta give uh, Money Mayweather his hundred million somehow, right? God damn! Yeah, cause he wants he wants it without with the taxes taken out. Dude, I don't like any concert to go pay that much. For real. Like the, I paid. $125 for a concert ticket one time, and it was to go see Paul McCartney. Just to be like, I saw a Beatle. Yeah, that was, I went, I paid, was it 140 when I went and saw Billy Joel and Elton John. That's the only, that's a kind now they're talking about. That's a combination that it's like once in a lifetime, so I'm like, I'm buying them. I, I, yeah, and there's no like, guarantee they're going to be here in five years, because those guys are getting up there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I paid what I saw for Paul McCartney. He's like, man, guy's in his 70s. Don't. <laughs> Dude, it, when he released his album in the late 80s, I can't remember what album it was. My stepmother and my dad went to go see it, and it was still over 100 bucks even then. Man. Because he was a Beatle. And now Primus and Clutch are coming. And the, and the cheap seats, where have you been? It was announced like a while ago. I don't pay attention to anything. But the cheap seats are 64 bucks. I love Primus and Clutch. I don't know if I like for the cheap seats for $64. I would yeah, no shit, I'm right? going be out of town anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, like, man, I don't know. Maybe, just used to be, maybe, maybe I'm cheap, but $100 for that fight? Dude, I'll just wait and watch it on the internet. I'll put myself in the bubble. The night of the fight. I, you know, like, it's possible now. You can turn your phone off. You can leave the TV off. You know, like, it's, it's not more possible to be in a bubble now than it used to be. See, I can work it out where I can go see it for free because I know somebody I know will order it. So I will just like, magically Are you the guy show that up. shows up for the pay-per-view and does a chip in, Mikey B? That sort of stuff, yeah. You're like, he's like, I, I chipped I paid in. For the I, brought a two liter of, I brought a two-liter of Fago. Come on. <laughs> see, he knows me. See, he knows me. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, man, some people... When they show up, they bring the party with them, whether they have nothing else. So I'm, you know, I'm just assuming Mikey B's that type of guy. So you know, eh. shows up and there's the party. 
Not really. I mean, sometimes. Ice, Iceman's that type of guy. Just ask him. He'll tell you, you know. I know, right? <laughs> By the way, just to, to add a little something else here, uh, this is like uh, the oldest article I can find on it. It's 11 minutes ago. So apparently this is fairly breaking about the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Uh, Mayweather shot him. He said that uh, McGregor said that uh, Mayweather promises or promised him they'll fight an MMA fight next. Please do. I will pay for that. I that will I pay for that. For you want to see, see an old man go to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like one of the Scrubs episodes when JD was like, "How do I get on Sports Center?" And Dr. Cox, you know, is doing the what is it? Uh, 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 oh shit! The little caught like uh lose with him or whatever and he's pushing him down the hall and he oh, yeah. wrecks and then turk goes look at his leg and the way it's all twisted i just picture like, yeah just on the ground looking like a pretzel afterwards like what the fuck man i didn't even get a chance to tap out he just started ripping shit out of socket <laughs> yeah He'll be like oh, oh, he, oh have you ever seen a man fold in half the idea for this risky therapy Dude, they're gonna, if if they if he really does fight him in an MMA fight, they're gonna have to adjust the rules to where a verbal "I quit" is good enough, and he, and, and McGregor's got to let him go right there. Because <laughs> if not, he's gonna, dude, he could probably do some serious damage to him without even trying. Oh no, yeah. no, his arm or his leg will be broken, dude. Just as much as I'm on Mayweather's side in a boxing match, I will be on McGregor's side in MMA. You will see a old, you will see a middle-aged black man get his ass whooped on national television. Bad. That. <laughs> yes. That one I will give probably four or five seconds. Nah. Yeah. I give him a round. No. I give him a round to go back to his corner and be like, "Holy shit! I gotta get out of here." Let's <laughs> talk to his manager. This guy ain't fucking around. He'll try to climb out. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> I win if I click out of the if I get out of the ground on the other side I'll win. Mayweather's only chance in an MMA fight is if he doesn't get put on the ground, and McGregor knows that. First thing he's going to do is bull charge him, grab him, and slam him to the ground, and that's that's game over. I mean Mayweather at that point he's in a street fight. So how long has it been? Do you think since he's honestly been in a street fight? Mayweather, oh, a couple weeks. Uh, 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 dude, I think they. I think they protect these boxers more than you fucking think. Maybe no, when he was maybe when he was fourteen, fifty, you know, thirteen, he was in a street fight. But so once they go. start showing promise, they start protecting them motherfuckers. New angle for Mayweather for that fight. Just start training on cardio. So you can just keep running, <laughs> running a circle. He can never isn't that catch what, you? Keep isn't running, that what Rocky running, did? Keep running, running. Isn't that what Rocky did in Rocky Three versus Hulk Hogan? He just kept running from him. <laughs> Then why he was trying to peel the gloves off? Or am I thinking? No, that was Rocky Three, right? Yeah, so that, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, Rocky. Yeah, where he fought uh, 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 Hulk Hogan. What you gonna do, brother? Well, the key for Mayweather in either fight really is gonna be because um, uh, you know, Michael Rappaport's talking about it. Connor likes to let people come to him. He's gonna, you're gonna, he's gonna have to outpatient McGregor. He's gonna have to let McGregor get impatient. Be like, come on, do something. Because that's some McGregor, at least in MMA. See, we're already plotting for Mayweather and how to win. Pass this on to him. Like, hey, look, sports podcast no one's ever heard of out of Detroit. It's got some advice for you. 
<laughs> well, I mean, if anyone who is in his camp does scan podcasts for, you know, anything, they automatically got to have us off the radar because, you know, Iceman's like, oh, I think McGregor's going to give people a lot more than they thought he was going to, you know, give them. And it's like, I'm still trying to figure out his whole, he can take a punch philosophy on it. Yeah, so can Mayweather. He's been boxed for 20 years. He's been punched before. <laughs> like, um, you don't go, you don't go undefeated without, or with having a glass jaw. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you got a good night button on the end of your chin, you're not winning as much as Mayweather has Correct. and going undefeated. You know, so, yeah, I, I just, I, well, he's not here. He can't defend himself. Yes. So. All right. Another so, I mean, anyways, uh, now even after the press conference, I mean, have you, have, as, to, to wrap it up, has your feelings changed, Chris? I mean, obviously, I don't think so. You're, no, what, because you're McGregor not, still hasn't been a boxer for the last 20 years. Yeah, you're not sold on McGregor winning, and you're definitely not going to pay for the fucking fight. <laughs> 50 bucks, maybe. Yeah, you know what? You know, how about this? We both pay 45, and we'll get the standard definition version. <laughs> there you go. I'll bring over my old CRT TV. <laughs> we'll hook it up to the coaxial. There we go. If we can even find a cable box that still does that. I know, right? Jesus. <laughs> okay. Uh, another partial score from Mikey B. It's one nothing American League. So you guys will know where the All-Star game was when we were recording. Uh, the, home, uh, the home run derby happened. Who won? Aaron Judge? He didn't win the game. He pretty much destroyed everybody. So like wasn't even close? I don't know. No, he, he, he was hitting home I, runs at will. I haven't watched the home run derby since I was a kid, man. Because that's who it's for. No, I... Uh, well, he's leading the league in home runs. He should be, shouldn't he? No, but he did it with... He was hitting them with ease. Man. Like, no, like... Um, he hit one almost five over almost five, at least one with five hundred feet. You know I hate. To, oh, I, I thought he hit. I thought he got one at like to like five twelve actually. I see. I, I wasn't really. I couldn't remember that. All I remember is him just swinging and them just flying like further and than everybody else's. Iceman said something a couple weeks ago, and it stuck in my head. And God damn it. I hate that it's stuck in my head, but it's valid. Can we get a piss test in there and judge so we can know if this shit's for real? I think it's for real because a lot of the, a lot of the kids now that are coming up are afraid of that. Well, on top of that, if the if Major League Baseball is anything like the NFL, just all you have to do is think about James Harrison. How many times have they fucking every time? It seems like That's every true. time he re, he releases a video of him doing some ungodly shit in his workout the next day he gets a fucking you know call and goodell's like come piss in this cup in my office yeah i love how he talks about it too he talks about getting called into the principal's office so i mean i think if baseball's serious about trying to, to stay at least somewhat behind the curve of peds because they're never going to get fully ahead of the curve there's always going to be someone building a uh, you know, or manufacturing a new PED that's going to be undetectable for X amount of time until they discover it, learn how to detect it, and by that time they're on to the next one. Yeah, somebody right now is like shooting up rhino shit or something like that. Yeah, you best believe it. it's just like getting high, man. Yeah. No matter what, if you, you know, you took away all the drugs we can think of to get high. There's people already that are just like, I've just been waiting for this to happen. Now I can flood the market with my drug. Yeah. 
what Chris Rock saying? <laughs> just people in the, the basement like, yo, if you shit into a glove and pour gasoline in it and huff it, you get fucked up. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure he's been tested. I, I think the Yankees do their own testing, too. I would imagine they, they would... It would be smart of them too, yeah, especially after, since after Arod. Yeah, I think that they're one of the. There's a uh, them. I that and I think there's a couple other teams that are like that. Well, if you think about it, I mean, look at uh, they had who got busted all within like ten years of each other. Arod's the obvious one. Clemens, Barry Bonds, it, Sammy. Well, Sosa, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking Yankees. Andy Pettit. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I forgot about Andy Pettit. Giambi. Oh yeah. Uh, Giambi, they, people thought about Giambi ever since he was playing for uh, Oakland. Yeah, but he got I mean, caught that, in New York. Yeah, exactly. And New York's like, we don't want to take that PR hit again. I, I mean, even Pettit. Pettit, was he even with the Yankees when he got busted? Or was it he – I can't remember the details. I he know was that he retired been, when they – he just retired, and then they came out with it, I think. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, it's. I would imagine so because the Yankee brand is worth a whole lot of money. The, the Yankees are the uh, third most wealthiest uh, franchises in the world. What's it? Two soccer teams ahead of it. Yes. Wow, I was just being an asshole. Was, well, it's not racist if it's true. It's hey. Wait a minute. How? <laughs> I was saying that soccer is the most profitable sport in the world above, or the two soccer teams. How's that racist? Someone will probably think it. That's nationalist, if anything. There you go. Trump supporter. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely. If I was, if I was a uh, baby Steinbrenner, I'd be like, "Yep, everybody's pissing. Make sure to fucking be better police those mustaches. I don't want you looking like a bunch of fucking Elvises around here." It's time for your Get Monday them. morning piss test, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, I'm going to check them sideburns, make sure they don't come past the earlobe, make sure the mustache don't go past the corners of the mouth and piss in this. Yeah, that was the funniest thing when Johnny Damon went from long hair, go to the Yankees and look all stupid even more. Yeah, I noticed a lot of the, the his female fans weren't calling him the sexiest man in baseball anymore when he didn't have his fucking uh, his flowing locks. <laughs> all right. But, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think here's the deal. I mean – We've already established it. <laughs> Once again, sorry, Earl, you're not here, but we're just using your own words against you. We've already established that he's chicken little and the sky's constantly falling when it comes to sports. And so, I mean, he seems to be the type of person who's going to assume that Judge is on something until it's proven absolutely 100% that he's not. And I- it's. Impossible to prove a negative, so I will I'm defend gonna... him here with the Yankees' track record, man. I, can, I think that's it's kind of a he, he he's right to have that suspicion. I mean, you with with what you just thought, what all the names you just named. I think with the reputation of the of of the club, I think he's right to have that suspicion. Well, what I'm saying is, until there's rumblings, I'm not going to. I don't have that. We have no reason to suspect him. Besides. Oh, okay. He's a player who's entering his prime, and he's a fucking freak of nature out there as far as his size. And to be able to be as mobile and as quick and everything as he is. I mean, that's the, think about that. How many big, tall guys did you know growing up? But if you'd have handed them a basketball, even though their height, they were built to play the game, 
they had no grace to them. They were just big, tall, gumpy motherfuckers. Oh yeah. I mean, to 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 talk about you know wrestling. That was when I, I was a kid when the Undertaker come out, and it was you know that was one of the big things is that he was as graceful as he was for as big as he was because he used to walk along the top ropes and have a hold of someone's arm and then come down on it. Old school. Yeah. And I mean, that was like, when we saw that, we were like, oh, shit, because that wasn't things you saw big guys do back then. Yeah, Chris, I don't, you, I don't think you watched wrestling then. When he first came out? No. Yeah, I was a kid when that shit. I mean, I oh, think yeah. I was like 13, 12, 13, somewhere around there. So, I mean, that goes back quite a ways. Yeah, I was really young when that happened. I caught him right at the end of the, the dead man persona, right before he turned into the fucking motorcycle guy. When he was coming out to fucking Kid Rock. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I remember the whole Paul Bearer. And I remember when Kane he didn't and his talk brother. for the longest time, really. I remember when Brother Love was his manager. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> brother Love. <laughs> All right. So the Home Run Derby All-Star Game's going on right now. Um, we were talking about pre-show. Uh, not uh, Honeymoon's over in uh, Detroit, apparently, with uh, Verlander and Cabrera. Two, two guys both coming out in the last few days, just pretty much. Kind of like with the, with the breakup, you know what's coming. Just trying to tell her, like, hey, man, if you're going to dump me, just dump me. Hey, if either of them want to come to the Los Angeles Dodgers, I welcome them with open arms. As you're wearing a <laughs> Detroit Tigers hat. Just you, know, you know what? When you live in Detroit, there's, there's, there should be a rule. You should have to have, you have two teams. Well, this is with football, that's a given. In general, because when I was a kid, the Tigers sucked so bad, it was ridiculous. So The Bobby I, Higginson days. Yeah, so you got one team and another team. So I decided I was going to pick an American League and a National League team. The Buddy Bell era. So... The only the only sport I don't have two teams in is hockey. Yeah, and I'm sorry I don't because the Maple Leafs are one big heartbreak year after year. You so. picked the Lions in hockey, there, bro. <laughs> no, the, no, the Maple Leafs has has won Stanley Cups. They were great at one time. <laughs> Hundred years ago. <laughs> this is true. I mean, I kind of get what you're saying, but I mean, I've lived all over the country. I mean, I never rooted for the Lions because I just never was into pro football until I moved to Florida. And all my buddies, I was into college football. So I was like, you know, hey, man, it's all about the Wolverines. And they're like, this was the late 80s. And they're like, it's about the you. What the fuck are you talking about? And I'm, so we weren't going to agree on that. And they're like, what about pro football? I'm like, I, I don't really don't watch it. And they're like, well, you live not that far from Tampa. Oh, so I up, Yeah, I end up be, I being uh, a Bucks fan. I hate you. I know, because we took your fucking coach. And <laughs> I hate you so much. The year after, I hate you so much. Well, that's right, Mr. Raider. But no, I mean, I, same that, with... That, that, was the, that, that was probably one of the greatest defenses of all time. So... It also helped they knew exactly what was coming. Well, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I, I liked... I loved that defense either way, so... But yeah, I, I know what you're saying about having two teams because when I lived in uh, upstate New York, I you know I, I ended up watching a lot of uh, 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 oh shit, wow, just yeah, Buffalo Sabres games. Oh and, yeah, I'm sorry. 
and ended up like falling in love with that team because it, the year I was up there was the year they went to the Eastern Conference Finals against oh, the Capitals. Yeah. I who, remember that. Who, yeah, ultimately ended up going to against Detroit and getting fucking swept. But the year they were good, the Sabers. No, they that the, one year. Hey. They've had some pretty good years. Didn't they show signs of life for a minute when they had uh, Ryan Miller? Yeah, when they had Ryan Miller. Like, when, before Ryan Miller got hurt, they were doing it. anyway, Iceman, you brought us off the subject. We're talking about the Tigers. Yeah, there's a the trade deadline. Yeah, you it's know coming what? up in just to, general in baseball. Come to the Dodgers. Come to the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Verlander, the, the rumor was a couple weeks ago that Chicago was interested. Now, according to the rumor mill... Chicago doesn't want Verlander. They want Fulmer and they want Norris. And at that point, if I'm Al Avila, I'm hanging up the phone. I'm like, no, thank you. Can't have Fulmer. That's our future. Yeah, but for who? That's what I'm saying. Who? Who the fuck? Are, prospects. That's all it would have to be. <laughs> Better give us Chris Bryant. You can oh, give us the, Fulmer. Yeah, ship them. I mean, literally, that's our future. That's our new. That's our new ace. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, Norris has had his ups and his downs, but he's a left-handed pitcher, and he's proved when he's on his game, he can hang in there with the fucking big boys. Fulmer is our only legitimate all-star because the only other all-star Literally. Was, a, was a replacement player. So, I mean, I, I, to give up those two, you're going to have to give me a whole lot of Basically, the entire farm system for Chicago and even up to and including one of the younger players that's on the fucking 25-man roster right now, it, it, all of that has to be open. If you're getting those two pitchers, I want five players back. I want at least four prospects, and I want one MLB player right now. Because the way I look at it, if you get four prospects, you might get one MLB player. And I'm not even talking everyday player. I'm just maybe even just a, a utility. You, know, you might get a utility yeah. player. Yeah, it's very rare that you get the you know the trade that like the Tigers made in '87, where they shipped uh, Smoltz away and he turned into the fucking player he you know oh, he was. That's why you got to bring up bullshit. Hey, that still hurts thirty years later. Hey, were you even alive? What, the Smoltz trade? Yeah, it's nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. I was eight years old. I was ten. I, I remember yeah. '84 clear as day. I remember yeah. them winning the Me championship. Too, man. '84, 80, 80 to '84, I was two. Yeah, well then, yeah, <laughs> dude. I remember watching cars burn on the news after the Tigers won in '84. No, I was two. Just, just, just turned two. Yeah, I, I clearly remember sitting in the car with my mom because she'd said we had to go, and my we were at my grandmother's watching the uh, the game, and all of a sudden we're sitting at a red light, and all the horns around us start going off, and I'm like, "Can I turn the channel? Can I turn the channel?" And she's like, oh, "Fine, turn the channel," and turned it to I think it was uh, WJR at that point that actually carried them. And they were, yeah, you know, Tigers win the World Series, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, why couldn't we just stay another half hour? All right. <laughs> and my mom, being my mom, was like, I don't give any fucks about the Tigers. Shut up. We're going home. Whatever, Mom. I'm 10. This is awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you're that age, you don't know. You're, no, you're, you're not comprehending. Yeah. But yeah, your mom's like, no, we got to get the fuck home. They'll be burning cars and shit. But, this is Detroit. Shit's going to go down. Yeah. 
It was Detroit in 84, too. It's not exactly like it was the, the shiniest glory yeah, yeah, days. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the trades, I totally understand where Verlander and, and Miggy are coming from with the, all right, look, we're tired of it. Either pull the trigger or don't. But shit over with, man. I mean, because, yeah, dude, if you're walking around and you're, I mean, you got to, okay, Verlander has been with this team. He came up in 2005 in the September call-ups. So he's been in the majors since the late 2005 season. That's 12 years, basically. 13 seasons, 12 years, whatever, however you want to look at it. Miggy's been here since, what, 2009? Yeah. Yeah, and right? he uh, also won, uh, was on the Marlins. Oh, yeah, what I'm just saying, like, and Miggy's never fucking, he was always a major league player once we got him. It's not like he had to fucking earn his spot. No, he was a major league player when he played for the Marlins. Yeah, he played he was, on the 2003 team yeah, that he, won the World Series. Yeah, I was going to say, he's one of the reasons why they won that World Series. So, I mean, you know, these for those guys to be walking around with the axe hanging over their head, and you got to imagine the beat writers every fucking day, day in, day out, question them about it. I understand why they're like, you know, I just wish they'd either fucking shit or get off the pot. Because you're tired of asking the questions. I'm tired of giving the same answers. And, you know, and Miggy is not a fucking snarky guy. So for him to say that, you know it's got to be fucking eating at him. Where am I going to be come trade deadline time? And I still say, I I still say, if they're going to move Verlander, their best shot is to move him to an, a National League team because pitchers historically, when you go from the AL to the National League, it, it it seems like they find new life. And Miggy has to go to a team who's looking for a DH because I. What's I he going to do? Yeah. I don't think his 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 time at, his time first of all. He started off as a, as a as a shortstop and a, and a left fielder. Those days are gone. Oh yeah. His time at third base is is pretty much gone. I mean, if you put him in in, in at third base, it's either the game is so out of hand one way or the other that it just doesn't matter defensively. And he's starting to show fucking cracks at first. So he has to go to a team that needs a DH. And I mean, that limits it right there. Who's a contender that needs a DH at the moment? I mean, needs one to ensure they're willing to give up a lot to get him, plus eat that contract. Minnesota. Cleveland. He could stay in the division. He can go to Kansas City. If he went to Kansas City, it would be over. Yeah, but I mean, if you're smart, you don't trade within your division. But also, too, I've noticed, doesn't it seem like the last decade or so in all sports, it doesn't seem to be like a rule anymore? Used to be you didn't give anyone D. Especially somebody of that caliber. You didn't trade within your division. In all sports. And it seems like lately it don't fucking matter. Like, like, I think, did it start with Favre? When Favre? Favre Favre retired. Quote, unquote, retired. Yeah. And and signed with the Jets. Then a year year later he went to Minnesota. That's that's true. He wanted to go to a team in a division. He would... Favre, for all of the talk of Favre being, you know... The golden boy out there in Green Bay, he really did not have a good, he didn't leave with a good taste in his mouth and he wanted to shove it down their throat. And so they were just like, We're not trading you within a division. You're out of your fucking mind. I mean, think about that. We're not even going to trade you to the Lions. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) We're going to trade you to the Jets and you can sit over there in the AFC. And after one season, he was like, Later. I'm going to Minnesota. And he did take him to the fucking NFC championship game. 
I mean, you can't slight him that. His old ass, you know, did take him there. Of course, the last pass he threw was the interception, so. Well, Vicodin got him there, too. Don't forget that. Come on now. He stopped the Vicodin around the time they took off the adult braces. At least that's what he said in his, his uh, autobiography. Was the Vicodin bef- was the dick pic pre or post during was it was it mid or post Vicodin? That was post Vicodin. That was out in New York. And by the way, have you seen that chick? Jen Sturger or whatever? Yo, I might have sent that bitch a dick pic if she gave me any indication she was interested. I mean, <laughs> seriously, that that bitch is fine. I'll find other guys' dicks to send to her. She was the original chick that got Brent Musburger in in trouble because when she was going to FSU, they scanned the crowd and oh, yeah, they zoomed in right. on her. Yeah. And he was like, and right now you see, a, no, no, right now that was the best re- recruiting video for, for FSU that we've seen in the last 10 years. Oh. And I mean, she was she's bad, dude. I mean, I've seen the, I've seen the nude photos. I, you know, may have may have may have wiped off what happened afterwards with a great gym sock. So you know, you know. Hey, <laughs> we're all adults here. But uh, so I mean, the Tigers at the trade deadline. What if worst case scenario happens? What if they get rid of JD Martinez at the trade deadline? I mean, he's the, gone anyway. We're pretty much all should, assuming this. They should, unless he, unless they have had. A, first of all, if he wanted to stay. They would be in negotiations, and we would know something about it. Mm-hmm. Here, I've been saying this since before this season. Blow it the fuck up. The Tigers are a study in, for the last, what, 11 years? They're a study in just not good enough. Close, but no cigar. And it's, you know, I, sorry, it's time. Mr. I is gone. He's not. There's no one in that family that's going to step in and overrule the GM and pull a fucking move like he, like like Mr. Illich did in 2012 with Prince Fielder. They've got a GM who I don't know if he knows what the fuck he's doing. That's the dangerous part about trading away everything. Is what are you going to get in return? Because I'm starting to wonder if this is the Randy Smith era part two. Oh God. You know because Stock I can talk about bullets now. I mean, I could very easily see them going, well, we got a uh, over-the-hill player who is a name just so we can put some asses in the seats for our best players that we traded away. Well, that doesn't do us any good in the long run. No one gives Seriously, you're going to get a player who's got a year or two left on a contract, and then he's not going to resign, or he's going to retire. What the fuck good did you do? You didn't help the team for the future. That's what you need to do with if you're going to trade away people. My fear is that they won't be able to trade anybody, and teams will just go, "We'll just, we'll we'll just pick these guys up when you fucking get so desperate that you eat most of their contract, and they come play for us." Because I don't think they can move Verlander without eating some of that contract. And Miggy, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Did Avila have any experience? Did he was he a GM before the Tigers? Not that not that I know of. So we had if you think about it, we went from Dave Dombrowski and Jim Leland to two guys who it's their first gig. Uh what? Like how come, you know, in Osmus, what was it? Uh, the World Israel, the World Baseball Classic was his only managing experience before that. Yep. Apparently no GM experience for Avila. What are we? What are, I mean, is that another proof that the old man was getting senile before he passed? 
Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, let's see, in 2000, January 2002, he was hired as a special assistant to the Pirates general manager. Now, that was January 23rd. Then on April 15th, 2002, so not even, a, not even six months later, he was named assistant general manager and vice president of the Tigers. And then, of course, in August of 2015, he was promoted to uh, general manager. But he's still vice president of baseball operations. So, yeah, I mean, he was a assistant general manager, I guess, for you look at it for two teams. Oh, and oh, I forgot. He served as the interim general manager for the Marlins in the 2001 offseason. So, but <clears throat> he always worked with Dombrowski because Dombrowski come from the Marlins. When Dombrowski left the Marlins in 2001 and came to Detroit, that's when Avila followed him. So is this an so, attempt at like kind of a failed coaching tree type of situation? I kind of think so. I mean, I, I Detroit doesn't have a real good... In in our lifetime, at least, a real good track record with their general managers. I mean, I know a lot of people who hate on Dave Dombrowski, but he basically was the best general manager since what? Whoever was the general manager in 84? Uh, yeah. Best GM in our lifetime. You know, so... Come on, Theo. Theo. He ain't going anywhere. All right. We got to lose for another four to five, six decades. Damn. So, for him to break the curse. Fuck, and he'll be dead by then. Shit. So will we. But yeah, I just, I think it, it, it's it's time. You know, the attendance has dipped to its lowest point since 2005. Um, I mean, they're even talking about trading, you know, Alex Avila because he's playing so well. And it's like, wait a minute. This is a guy you signed to be a backup catcher who could barely hit above the Mendoza line, and now you want to trade him? Hey, he, he's got a hot bat this year. Been my catcher all season. My fantasy team picked him. Well, actually, not all most of the season. Picked him up off waivers. No, it's. I mean, for him, it, 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 in his case, it's as simple. It's it's kind of like the stock market kind of deal. Yeah, sell him while his value's high, and it probably mm -hmm. it probably ain't getting any higher than it is right now. As old as he is, yeah, this is the highest it'll probably ever be again. Yeah. My guess, and his last peak was. All the experts were saying that's as high as his value was going to go, and that's his uh, all-star year. Uh, that was, what, 2012, 2013? Yeah. So. We are eight games out. We are nine games below 500. Ugh. I mean, at least not the White Sox, but they're only one game worse than us. But ugh. Yeah, but, I mean, you got to think. We're eight games out in a division with two teams in the last five years who have made the World Series. Yeah, one of, and one that has won it. So, I mean, it, well, it started this, with us, and then ever since then, it was our division. Yeah, because before 2006, it was constantly Minnesota going in and getting booted in either uh, the L ALCS or the uh, uh, ALDS. I mean, it, it was that was almost a given. Who's going to win the Central? Minnesota. And then in 2005, Chicago won it and went to the World Series and won it. And, you know, after that, it's been, what the fuck has Chicago done? Not a whole lot. It's been a long time since the big hurt. No, It's been a long time since Ozzie Guillen was fucking <laughs> head coach of the Chicago White Sox. And then he went to Miami and just biffed it. Mr. Racism. Which, which is funny because you'd figure that's, that's about as perfect of a spot for him as, as he could get. 
Yeah, because was he was Cuban. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, he could he could do press conferences in Spanish, and no one would give him shit for it. They'd have been probably more than happy to run out a fucking translator to sit beside him, you know. Because oh. I remember some of his press conferences in 2005 and and 2006, and I'm going, I mean, I used to live in Florida. I'm pretty used to to understanding English through some accents, but Ozzy, I don't know what the fuck you just said, man. <laughs> Like that. I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid. Like, I understand Cubans speak a different dialect than Puerto Ricans and Mexicans. And they're basically just tropical Mexicans. But goddamn, that tropical part, that it, it, it has an accent on there I'm having a hard time understanding. So. A tropican. Hey. Well, you know what? At least we're not in the AL West. Good God, man. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it looks like the AL goes through Houston. I mean, as of the All Star break to 2017, I'm. It's going to be the. They say it's going to be the Dodgers and Astros in the World Series. Well, statistically, um, that's the Dodgers are the one team in the league with a better record than Houston. Dodgers are 61 29. Houston is 16 29. The Dodgers, and it's just because the Dodgers played one more game. I will tell you this. MLB is hoping for the Dodgers over someone like Washington coming out of the NL because I mean, the Dodgers will actually pull in ratings. I uh, I wouldn't mind either one of those teams. I, I, I if it was a Wash if it was a Washington Houston World Series, I'd watch the fuck out of that. But the oh. problem is, is that they don't have neither team. I mean, Houston, I guess, has a little bit of history, but the Dodgers, man, the Dodgers fans will, will if they're in the World Series. Yeah, because there's Dodgers fans on the East Coast yeah. and the West there's Coast. Some, yeah. Exactly, the old timers who remember them being, you know, over in Brooklyn and shit. Yeah. So yeah, there's some white hairs out there that still Q-tips. Yeah, call them the fucking Brooklyn Dodgers. I, I guarantee, I guarantee you, all of a sudden, if he don't die before they end up in the World Series again, next time Dodgers are in the World Series, you're going to see uh, Larry King out there. Oh yeah, for sure. Larry King's at every Dodgers game. Oh, and if yeah. they get to the World Series, you guarantee Vince Scully's going to be back in the booth. Oh, God, I hope so. That would be the greatest thing in the world, for him to call them winning the World Series. Well, didn't they bring Harwell into the booth for, like, one game of the World Series? They did. Yeah, they did. In 2006? Yes. Yeah, it was was fucking awesome. I was at that game. Nice. I just remember listening to it. Dude, I was a a little kid again. Well, 2006, I went to all the playoff games except for two. And that's because my uncle decided to hijack some, uh, hijack the tickets from me. Get it. You got the ticket guy. Well, you know, I, I guess I can tell this story because my buddy who got, who got a, a bunch of my friends in, he's dead now. So I won't, I mean, it's not like they can do anything, but he had a family member who worked, uh, the, the one of the turnstiles and, Basically, he called him and he said, how much to get us in? And this was World Series, the first and second game they had here in Detroit. So, what, game one and two? Yep. And uh, he, the first the first game, he was like $100 a person. And so they paid $100 a person. He just let them through the turnstile. Second game, I think he, he dropped it to like 75 a person. And, of course, I hear about this after they went. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? You can't make a phone call? Oh, yeah, game two? Yeah, that was a good one. They didn't back in the day at Tiger Stadium. It wasn't after like the fifth inning. They just let the gate open. 
didn't matter. I remember the, hearing something like that, like fifth or seventh inning, they just they left the gates. They did that and, when I was going to games with my father, and we'd buy the bleacher seats, and then we'd just wait for the fifth inning, and then go down as close as we can. More people started showing up, so I'm guessing that they could have done that. Yeah, well, that's what when I had uh, season tickets in 2005. That's what that's what we did. My season tickets were in the skyline section of Comerica Park, and so we won. We never sat there. We because we just sit somewhere not in the lower. You know, we sit somewhere in the upper deck. No one ever checked our tickets because it was empty most of the time. Oh yeah, they only but, yeah they only checked the lower bowl. And then yeah, around the fifth inning, boom. I could say I literally one time I sat right behind home plate and watched the replay and I'm like, oh shit, there I am. Well, look, I look goofy on TV. No wonder I went for radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, I mean, getting back to it, I mean, I is there any alternative the Tigers have at this point? No. I mean, I, they have to blow it up. They have to just start rebuilding, and they have to they have to be honest about it because if they start saying it's a retooling to their fans, I think they're going to lose a lot of the fringe fans and bandwagon fans. And no, people no, can was, say, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. What, no, what were you I, gonna say? no, I was just to say I totally agree with you because, after, what was it? Can't build your team around two old guys. Yeah, 2005, no, no one would claim that. I, get, I used to get made fun of for being, this, this guy, Chris right here used to make fun of me for being a Tiger fan. What? It's going to start happening again. Oh, it's, it's already happened. I was at work and a guy come in. And he goes, can I use your credit card? Or can I, do you accept credit cards? And I was like, yeah. And he handed me his credit card, and it was a New York Yankee credit card. And I was like, oh, man, get that bullshit out of here. Really? I was, like, I was like, man, you're in the wrong area to come in with a New York Yankee credit card. And he goes, whatever. There was no Tiger fans before 2006 unless they're in their 70s. And I said, wait a minute. I had season tickets in 2005, so what are you trying to say? I know I got gray hair, but I ain't 70, bro. Really? Fan of the biggest bandwagon team in all of sports? Yeah, Come I know. On, I told him, that's exactly what it is. I told him, I said, I remember the 80s. The only thing you had to cheer about was Don fucking Mattingly. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, you're sitting here in Detroit talking about you're a Yankees fan and get on some. Wow. I don't. I, that guy I know, is I, not self aware. I've known some people like that. I, You know, that's one of the things I was going to bring up because it's such a slow sports week is like our, our sports, like, just shit that annoys us and extreme bandwagon fans. They almost annoy me more than the casual fan who doesn't know shit about sports, but says every year the home, the home team's going to win the, the world series or the Stanley cup or whatever, you know, AKA like my one buddy who in 2006, he's like, I told you tigers were going to go to the world series. I'm like, you say that every year, dude, you said that in 2003. I never say that. But I did that year. I did say I did have a feeling about the team. Hey, I bet that guy's got a Dallas Cowboy credit card too. Oh God! <laughs> the Yankees of football? Yeah, no shit, right? Oh, or for bandwagon or Pats? Yeah, the Patriots for sure. Oh, but, uh, dude, the only the only f- really true fans in Boston. To me, are Red Sox fans because Red Sox fans. It almost became a point of pride to be a Red Sox fan, even when they sucked because they had sucked for so long. But see, I mean, see, I I have a problem with that because I know I have family in Chicago, 
and when the Cubs were really bad, my philosophy is that you voted for the Cubs because you wanted people to feel bad for you. Come to my baseball pity party? Pretty much. Yeah, but they live in Chicago. They're allowed to. I mean, it's proximity. They can get away with it. I'm going to say it once. Fuck the Chicago Cubs. Damn. <laughs> stance Mike is taking Not it. only the day after they win the World Series, my dad passes away from a heart attack, which I, I blame them. Oh. I blame them because my dad's heart, because my dad was such a baseball fan. So, fuck the Chicago Cubs. Cubs won. Holy shit. <laughs> so you're saying they should be rooting for the... Team at Comiskey, root yeah. for the North Side team. No yes. wait, South Side team. Yeah, they got to the North Side root, team root for the White Sox. Yeah, but there's 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 really I, I've noticed this with with a lot of casual fans of baseball from Chicago, and this is another one of my pet peeves. When you ask them, so who you root for, Cubs or Sox, they go, Oh, I root for both. Okay, wait a minute, how the fuck you? That's like people you go, who you root for? U of M or, or, or uh, State? Not even I that. I root it's for both. The Yankees or the Mets? Yeah, well, I, I got to be honest with you. Having lived in New York, there's very few people that are going to admit to rooting for both. That's what I'm because saying. It, like, oh, yeah. it's, it's unheard of. You shouldn't root for, you can't root for both teams. Yeah. You live on the island, you root for the Mets. You live in Manhattan and the Bronx. You root for the Yankees. Despite Yankees fans, I used to root. I still, there's a small part of me that will root for the Mets to, that they're better than them. Jerseys, you know, it depends on Jersey. You got some Mets, you got some Yankees. You get South, it's Phillies. That's another team. Connecticut like, roots for the Yankees. The, any team from Philadelphia? <laughs> All right. So Mike will not be jumping on any bandwagons anytime soon. So all our listeners who are Cub fans, Yankees fans, and, and, and any fan of teams in Philadelphia are like, man, fuck this guy. Where's, where's <laughs> the Iceman? <laughs> we want the Iceman back. <laughs> this guy just comes on and talks shit about our teams. You have to admit, though. I'm not talking shit about the teams. I'm talking shit about the fans. Oh, and you can, oh. Throw, you can, you can also go ahead and throw uh, the San Francisco Giants or any team from San Francisco into that. Category. That's true. No, they, War, the they, Warriors bandwagon's been awful full the last few years. And I was yeah, so I was in California when the Tigers lost the World Series to the Giants. Ooh, that had to be I was, fun. I was sitting at the bar wearing my Tigers hat, where I wore every day for every game. The no series where what. we didn't even put up one win. Yes, and all the young kids were sitting there making fun of me. At the end of the game, a guy, old guy, comes up to me, puts a beer in front of me, and goes, "I remember." When we were awful, don't feel bad about this. Yeah. And he bought my—he he paid for my whole bill. And this is like two weeks ago, right? Because they're awful now. Oh yeah. Well, hey, if you're if you're a fucking Giants fan, unless you're a bandwagon fan, I'd have turned around, look at those kids goofing on you, and been like, "How did 2002 feel, assholes?" Yeah. <laughs> with 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 the greatest player ever choking his ass off in the World Series, which is pretty much a knock, uh, the knock against Bonds, you know. Then they'll talk the about, why you to bring a bullshit? <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. right? <laughs> and that's when I just hit him with the Bill Hicks line. Well, since we're talking shelf life, don't bring up Jesus to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so the, the other, uh, and this is just, this is just pure 
stupid sports story. Um, it's from a, a Boston sports website called Off the Monster Sports. It's been reported in other other places. But uh, apparently a Braves fan confused the strikeout Ks as a symbol for the KKK. And so I'm going to read this. Ver- yeah, it's, uh, oh, shit. Andrew, Tom- yeah, Andrew Tomasi from offthemonstersports.com. I'm just going to read the article here. It says, uh, I can't figure out if this is a joke or not, but it was worth a laugh. A Braves fan sent out a tweet last night that during the Braves game, of the KK of the K signs, thinking that it was a banner promoting the KKK, and promptly got roasted for it. And I won't say her name because there's no need to fucking. She just she just seems like an over eager idiot who happens to be a, a, a at a baseball game. No need to really roast her. But anyways, uh, her tweet said, "Really disappointed with this sign at the new Brave Stadium. Definitely not okay." After being told. She didn't care and wanted it changed. Her responses are comical, and we get to see a snowflake be born in real time. So someone responded, and she said, really disappointed with the, oh, excuse me. Yeah, she said, really disappointed sign, blah, blah, blah. This guy responded with a picture of Ron Burgundy. Go, I'm not even mad. The amount of stupidity is actually kind of impressive. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Another guy said, do you realize that the recorded number of strikeouts that that is the recorded number of strikeouts by the Braves pitcher, right? She come back with they should find they should figure out a way to record it because that's offensive. Uh, another um, person, just leave, leave the ballpark. <laughs> just this is what I want you to do. You're not there to watch baseball. Where, wait a minute, where was this? This was in Atlanta. Atlanta. All right, Atlanta. This, is, this is exactly what I want you to do. I want you to walk out of the stadium and just start strutting regularly across the freeway. <laughs> Without any regard of what's going on around you, just you start walking right, right across seventy-five. Yep, just maybe, maybe stop and admire some clouds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that, that, that. You are the dumbest person on earth, and yeah, she's obviously. I mean, was she there on a date? The, no, I, no, no. That, that's no excuse. If you make a comment about it, that's fine. Just put, tweet to tweet something like that. You, well, here's oh. it, it, it gets better. Mike's gets not better. on social media, Rich, so we're blowing his mind right now. It gets better because someone responded, "Holy fuck!" When you think the world cannot be more dumb, you open Twitter and see this. <laughs> she, <laughs> and she come back with, "You can say and feel how you want, but I'm entitled to my opinion too, and I don't want to look up and see that." Period. And then it goes. Then leave because it'll be at every baseball park ever. And this one, this one, I will give give the tw- Twitter handle out because I like it. It's suicidal ATL fan, and he's got his his avatar picture is of uh, the Falcons. Oh, that's so, so good. Good, <laughs> oh, good, God. good, good for him for owning it. But anyways, he says, uh, "You are literally the only person offended by this. A lot of people probably don't even notice, and the intent of the three Ks isn't racist." And she responds with, "Just because everyone is doing it doesn't make it right." Oh my God. And then, and then. Oh, I uh, hope you're thing. a whore. I hope you're Dude, a whore. There's, the, <laughs> there's probably someone, like 20 kids at her house. There's And in this one, this one, he tries to come with some baseball knowledge for her. And he goes, the strikeout's been recorded with a K since 1858. The KKK was founded in 1865, just saying. And she comes back with, slavery started before then doesn't make it right. Wow. 
I, and then oh, my, this, my, my next question is, is this person white? Oh, of course. Of course. Oh. Of course. And here's where I'm glad you asked because a black man actually tweeted to her, I'm black and this doesn't even offend me. Come on, ma'am. And she responded with, you must not care about your race as much as I care about oh. yours. Oh, my. I'm done. I'm done. Wow. <laughs> my, my mind is not, it's, it's not, it's shattered. And then, uh, dumb. One, one, one person responds with, two people at work have that very uh, sign up in their cubicles. Must make it my mission to immediately get them fired. And she responds with, yes, please do. And then the writer sums it up with, after thinking this is a joke, I'm 100% sure this is real and this chick is batshit crazy. What did she think when the next K went up backwards? Must have blown her mind. I really don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> this guy here won the internet and he said, uh, hopefully, one guy responds, hopefully there was a fourth strikeout in the game. And then Benjamin Altbright responds with, I think the fourth strikeout was her tweet. So... <laughs> <laughs> So there, there we. This is a you know, Mike. I understand you're not on the show on a regular basis, but this is like a recurring theme that we have on this show when we talk about these type of people. These are non-sports fans who all of a sudden decided to get offended by something they don't understand. I and as a sports fan, I kind of laugh it off. This is just so stupid. I have to laugh it off because she got roasted by. I mean. Everybody was like, you're a dumb bitch. Shut up. You know, you're only good for one thing. And posting on Twitter, isn't it? So. <laughs> See, there's a reason why I don't do social media, because I really don't want to have a comprehension of how stupid society is. <laughs> Mike, just doesn't, just, Mike doesn't want to know. I just, I know they're dumb just the way they act. But in general, in like oh. what people want to be put out there. You should I, stay, stay away. I'm good because the the dumbest. If the, this one conversation blew your mind, stay away, Mike. Just stay away. Yeah, I don't. This care. is like everyday occurrences now. Why are people so dumb? Oh, that's unregimented. <laughs> <laughs> Saturdays that's here on ChristopherMedia.net. That's a uh, that's, that's a very well worn uh, topic. I, I, honestly, I shouldn't really be surprised because there really are. People. You work with the public. You should know. Yeah, and there are people that still think wrestling is real. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> honestly, like, do you honestly think half the stuff that they do, they'd be able to get up and be like, like th- this Sunday? Pay-per-view, or this past Sunday. Do you th- honestly think the people on Monday, Monday's right after, and that was a Monday night pay-per-view. So, do you really think they'd be able to be up and walking around and trying to challenge the person the next day? Yes. If it was real? Absolutely. Because it's on TV. Now, don't get me wrong, because we've had this discussion, too. I believe that they're, I mean, they're in excellent shape. They have to be to do what they do in that fucking, and they're very skilled at the art of professional wrestling. Yeah, the sun. Yeah. That's the real part. You have to be an athlete and you have to be have athletic ability to do the stuff they do without killing each other or themselves. Yeah. But when people go, oh no, it's not scripted, that's when I'm just like Huh? You really believe that? Huh? I mean, are you five? <laughs> They've even put it out. 
Oh, I know. They have for who was it? They made um, that movie. What was uh? What was the hell was that movie called? The Wrestler. No, it, uh, the card was like, no because they've had like Beyond the Mat. No, uh, card made something about the card. The card made change. Talking about like if somebody gets hurt. They gotta figure out who's gonna win the match. Well, if it's gonna be the guy that was originally gonna be there, or the guy they're calling in. Gotcha. And okay. How they're and how and how everything it depending on like the storylines and everything. Well, I mean, I was like what five years old watching Piper's Pit, and I remember going, "This is it. This can't be real, right?" I mean, <laughs> I don't know anybody like this in day to day life. Yeah. And I was five. It would have been awesome if I knew people like Rowdy Rowdy Piper in everyday life. But I didn't. So I'm just like, you know, at a certain point, you realize you're watching entertainment. And they even put that. Now, I understand that the World Wildlife Foundation made them change their name. But they used to say, they used to call themselves sports entertainment well before the WW or F became a WWE. They said there was entertainment. Yeah. To me, that implies it's scripted. You know, it's like, hey, you're basically watching for lack of a better term, a male soap opera, you know, every week a new thing happens. And, you know, if you don't, if you don't follow and for, if you miss like, you know, a Monday night raw or Thursday night, whatever, you're like, well, wait a minute, what the fuck happened? I got to catch up. It's no different than if you miss a whole week at general hospital, you're like, wait a minute. Exactly. So-and-so's fucking so-and-so. When did that happen? Do you know what you bring, you, you, you bring something up. Because when people go to me, you still watch wrestling. I'm like, you watch your shows, like the soap opera. <laughs> I bet it, you watch The Big it, Bang Theory. The, it's a male version of a soap opera. It, it's wrestling in general. Like if you're looking at the WWE, that's what it is. But when you got like, there's other organizations just based on the performance. Hey, I bet the same people who ask you that question watch a show every Sunday about fucking zombies. Mm-hmm. Which and is, I mean, I'm 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 guilty of it. I was guilty of watching The Sopranos and tell me that's not a male soap opera. No, it's exactly Son, what it is. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, same thing. Even even Jay said that. He was like, I'm. He's like, I'm in the middle of the third season. I'm like, why am I watching this shit? It's a male soap opera. But I just had to finish it. I had to find out what happens. <laughs> I'm like, it got its hooks in you, Jay. That's what happens, man. And I bet that. Dumb bitch. Thinks, I bet she thinks wrestling is real. Oh, for sure. Oh, I, Jesus. Like, the, under, she was, the Undertaker she was, really is a dead man. Yeah. We're yeah. back to well-worn material here, Rich, where this is someone who's just looking. This is probably someone who at all points, at all times, is looking for something to be offended by. Pretty much. And she's probably I mean, wearing hipster glasses and a flannel shirt. <laughs> <laughs> in a winter hat in this in time in, in Atlanta. Probably got her pussy hat on. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Uh, Drinking coffee and craft beer. I, you know, you, uh, now she doesn't wear glasses, but she does say, okay, looking at her Twitter page, <clears throat> this is the sad part. On a different note, only 54 days until Alabama football. So done with baseball season. So apparently she's a huge... She's not as big a sports fan as she's claiming to be. Yeah. If you don't know that a K means a strike, you are a fucking idiot. 
It's been a week, and this is January 18th. It's been a week and some days now, but the heartbreak just won't go away. Any of my fellow Bama fans in the same boat as me? Whatever. You're not a fan of sports. You don't know I mean, that K means strike. Here's, here's, here's the bitch of it. She's kind of hot. I don't I mean, care. If you're I'm, that dumb... I kind of want to fuck the stupidity out of her. <laughs> you figure that stupid, she's probably good in bed. I mean, even if she's not, I mean, I just want to see if I can f- literally fuck the stupid out of her. I mean, it's just... It, I mean, it, I'd give her a pass if, like, you know, a couple tweets before that, hey, first baseball of the game today, yay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, her Twitter's yeah. full of shit talking about she's into sports. She's well, if, she's, if she lives in Atlanta and she's... First of all, you live in Atlanta and you're an Alabama fan, whatever... But anyways, yeah, no, right? if you follow Alabama, then I'm assuming you've turned on a Fox Sports show, an ESPN at some point, and seen the strikeout signs being hung up before. So either she really isn't as big a fan as she says she is, which I think is the issue here, or she's completely oblivious to her surroundings. Either way, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yes, you're entitled to your opinion, but it's an ignorant, uninformed opinion. Yes, at this... It, it, at this juncture, you are factually incorrect. I know that's a dirty, a couple dirty words to put together nowadays, but that did not mean what you think it means. And Twitter roasted you for it. And, I mean, and then too, she just has the fucking typical personality, typical mindset that anybody on social media has nowadays when they get caught being wrong. The whole, I'm entitled to my feelings and opinions. No, you're not, bitch. Not in this situation. You are dead fucking wrong. You are well, factually incorrect. It's like Kyrie Irving coming out and saying he's entitled to his opinion that the world is flat. No, you're not, motherfucker. Science. No, that's not an opinion. Yeah. Science. You fly in planes. You can see the curve of the earth on the horizon. <laughs> I mean, an opinion is... That's some good ice cream. No, I don't like. I don't like Coney dogs. Those are opinions. The world is flat is not an opinion. Motherfucker, you don't even have to leave the ground. You live in Cleveland. You can stand on the shore of Lake Erie and see the fucking Earth curve. Just looking uh, at the horizon. What is? No, aren't my what is happening rant supposed to be reserved for unregimented? I don't know. <laughs> like, what is going on? This is also the person that if you go down to Texas, they throw the two fingers up for the uh, Longhorns. And they, why is everybody doing the metal song? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, uh, Mike? Probably. <laughs> oh, God. Or somebody or from Texas going, why does everybody, everybody at this concert love the Longhorns? <laughs> but... <laughs> And they're, in a, they're, yeah. in a, they're in a kiss show, and they're like, wow, a lot of Longhorn fans here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Thank God Dio's dead, or else they'd really be confused. Like, Dio, he must be a huge Longhorns fan. Well, hey, we got to thank this dumb cunt, because she gave us something to talk about. My God, though. That just, that just, just, just smacks somebody who's looking to be offended at all points in life. Like, everything is an attack to them. Well, you know how Inner when white, we talk, knock it off. You know how, yeah. When she told the black guy, "It's a shame that you don't care about your race as much as I do," 
that that's a that's just a wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you got to think of the type of person that's being uh, growing up now. <coughs> They're not the smartest people in the world. No, but they think they are, and that's the dangerous thing. <laughs> They think they are. They're armed with their own opinions, and they think they're the fucking smartest people in the room. And this, the, her, her attitude on Twitter pretty much conveys that. Yeah, it solidified that she definitely thinks she's the smartest person in the room. Because even when presented with facts, I don't care. That still, that still offends me. Okay, you're offended by something that has, once again, intent means nothing these days. Nope. Okay, somebody with a Twitter thing? Somebody that's on a that Twitter thing? <laughs> You should tweet that person and be like, I'm offended that you're offended. Uh, it, uh, Mike. I'm, it's a it, joke. Oh, no, I know. Don't I get, actually do it. No, I'm just, it just, it, it, does, it, it doesn't matter to people like this. Man, I would love to be, Mike has no idea what it's like on social media, Rich. I wish I could be like that again. <laughs> you are never like this. No, but I'm saying, I wish I knew what it, like, yeah. You wish you'd have never started up with my or uh, yeah, MySpace or yeah, Friendster not, or anything. Yeah, it's, it's all fucking Tom's fault, right? Tom from MySpace. <laughs> oh, Good Christ. lord! Well, we got we got one more baseball story. It's just it's 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 basically just a base a blurb because at this point there's nothing as far as I know. Uh, it's not been made official or anything, but yeah, a group headlined by Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan is reportedly nearing a deal to buy the Marlins for $1.2 billion. Now, what I find interesting is, am I correct in thinking that Jordan has already owned a sports franchise or was part owner of a sports franchise? Yeah, Wasn't it the, the Wizards? Charlotte. Yeah, the Charlotte. Bobcats. Why did I say Wizards? Wizards is who he came back to play for. That's right. No, he 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 would he oh he still owned a little bit before after that. Oh, did he? Yeah, very small percentage. Okay. If I recall, it might have been a little bit bigger than what I'm thinking, but I'm pretty sure. All right, and him owning Charlotte and Charlotte doing absolutely dick. Basically, if I'm a Marlins fan, I'm like, okay, can you just be the money man and let Jeter make decisions because we already know what we're getting with Mike. Maybe Jeter is a better, you know. Obviously, he has a better baseball mind. I would, I would say that without talking oh, to Derek either of Jeter, them. Oh, Derek Jeter in our lifetime, I would have to say is one of the smartest players. With yeah, quite, his base with quite the base, team photo, by the way. His <laughs> his baseball IQ and his ability to bag uh, top shelf ass is is, is, yeah. is, is, is is legendary. Yeah, his I mean, pussy IQ. And I know it doesn't matter, but he is from Michigan, so... Oh, he's from Kalamazoo. Word up. Only only Yankee I ever liked. When I lived in Kalamazoo, it was rumored he would come into the bar that my roommate and my girlfriend worked at every now and then when he'd come home to visit because he was friends with the guy who was tending bar. Because it's back when he was only in, like, his mid-20s. Oh, my God. Can you imagine him just plowing through Western ass? Oh, God. just, Just starting at one dorm and working his way through... Like, yeah, he doesn't even give him the gift basket. He just goes, I'm moving on to the next room. I mean, dude, oh my God, dude. All converse into one. I mean, I mean probably, that would... Probably we got herpes. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 there's always been that uh, rumor following him. 
is what, what someone that he 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 humped and dumped leaked to the media. He's on Valtrex or some shit. But oh. yeah, but dude, okay, these days, what it, you do that much fucking if you're that much of a cocksmith. You're bound to get burned by something sooner or later. <laughs> maybe it's just preventative. <laughs> he's just taking it anyway. Yeah, you, maybe he's on the AIDS cocktail too, and he doesn't really have HIV. He's just like, fuck oh, it, just in case, you know. Yeah, this doing this all, you know, proactive. But anyway, but, we're getting off the subject. But yeah, we were, when we were kind of talking about a pre-show, Mikey and I pretty much agreed. One point two billion seems. Kind of high for a franchise like the fucking Marlins. Because, yeah, they have two World Series, but those were World World Series that they basically built up to one and then dismantled that team immediately afterwards. Exactly. I mean, those those were not teams that were built to, like, the Yankees or the Red Sox to keep making championship runs year in and year out. So their fan base, and having lived in Florida, I can tell you this, their fan base is sporadic. Oh, yeah, I, I this was bandwagon. Yeah, I was in Florida. I, I was living in Florida in '97, and I had lived in Florida in '94, and I didn't see any fucking baseball jerseys. Period. '97, you couldn't, you know, take a piss without bumping your nut on a fucking Marlins jersey. And then when I moved back and went and visited over the years. I never saw a Marlins jersey, not one. I mean, and having lived not that far from Tampa Bay, I always saw Tampa Bay gear, you know, whether it be, you know, football. Really didn't see a whole lot of, didn't really see a whole lot of hockey gear, no matter what. I'm sure you see it now, but. Oh, yeah, my, not, cousin, not back lives, then. my cousin lives right down there. They're huge in the lightning. Hey, what are, what are they uh, asking for the team? Or what are they trying to do? Uh, $1.2 billion. Uh, the average. MLB team in 2017, according to Forbes.com, so they know what they're talking about, at least some money. Uh, the average baseball team in 2017 is worth 1.53, 1.5 billion. Let's just round down. So they're coming in below market value. Well, if that's the case, then that's because it is a below market value team. I guarantee their TV contract isn't shit compared to teams like you know out on the West Coast, Chicago, Yankees, Red Sox. Or even 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 here in Detroit. Oh yeah, especially especially post two thousand six. Fox Sports Fox Sports was Detroit was more than happy to let that contract play out that the Tigers signed. I think in two thousand their TV contract and yep. get those games for what they were getting them for. And the Tigers were like, "So we're going to renegotiate." And remember all those games you got for cheap? We're going to make you pay for them now. Oh yeah, for sure. Hey, this article says that the Detroit Tigers, the Miami Marlins, Pittsburgh Pirates, Tampa Bay Rays, and Kansas City Royals should all be inking more valuable cable packs over the next couple of years. I don't know about Detroit, to be honest with you. We co- we just covered that. I mean, when you have attendance dip to an all-time low in over a decade, I mean, that's – and it's been a steady decline the last couple of years. The last, what, the last year they hit $3 million? Through the turnstile for the season was 2013. Yeah, I remember seeing them banners. Wow. So this article is kind of enlightening. I the, think I was at that game when they did. The that. average NFL team is worth 2.3 billion. Uh, coming in at third, none of the big four. Uh, was it NASCAR? NASCAR nope, teams? Soccer. Mm. Based oh, on the top this? 20 teams, 1.4 billion. 
Is that in the United States? Uh, it has to be in the United States. Sure. <laughs> and then uh, uh, NBA $1.3 billion. Rich, this is not a good figure for you. The average team value of an NHL team is half a billion dollars. Yeah. All right. So if I have a, re- a very, very wealthy relative somewhere that I don't know about and they die, and they leave me a good chunk of change, I can... You, get you know f- what? I- you pick up the Phoenix Coyotes, Rich. Fuck that. I'm Move, gonna go, I'm I'm moving a, I'm, to Milwaukee. No, I'm a, I'm a, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pick up Phoenix, and I'm going to move them to uh, Hartford. <laughs> no, I'm moving them to Canada where my dollar uh, will get me twenty five uh, a buck twenty five against their fucking dollar. So There you go. But, don't have to pay my players as much in, in U.S. dollars. Yeah. I, I guess I kind of shit all over your guys' discussion when I brought up the values. But, well, I mean, I, but, I, but it proved you were right, though, too, that it's kind of low. Well, I mean, if you, if you think about it, baseball, more so than maybe except for basketball, has one of the most recognizable merchandise things that doesn't. And even if you buy the, the official on-field hats, I mean, they go for 40 45 bucks. But, I mean, you go buy an on-field NFL jersey, that could run you three to $400. Baseball yeah. jerseys are like that too, you know. So I mean, a base, but a baseball hat. How many people wear hats? No, the a lot of fucking people. No, no, no. I know. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I know. The knockoff ones go for a hundred. Oh, dear. the real ones go for like two fifty, three hundred. Yeah. The Tigers lost the most money last season. The Tigers lost thirty six point four million dollars last season. And that's because they've been fucking. Let's be honest. When Mister Illich was alive. They were chasing that fucking that World Series ring for him. I say, whose salary is that, or whose salaries were those? That's who, who went away last year. Oh shit! Dodgers lost twenty point five million. And they're a contender. Up, oh, but here you go. More credence to your guys' argument. Miami Marlins lost two point two million. That's a big chasm between twenty and two point two. Miami Marlins lost two point two million dollars last year. The Orioles lost two point one, and the Royals lost. Nine hundred thousand grand last year, or yeah, dollars. Nine hundred thousand dollars. Mike, I uh, I'm I was wrong. The Yankees were fourth. The most, the team worth the most in the world is the Dallas Cowboys. Is it because of that stadium? Forty billion dollars. Damn. Damn. What did he What did he buy that team for? Jerry Jones. He. <laughs> at this point, you tell you two fifty. Hey, did. That's he's crazy return. No matter what he spent, didn't you? Pick I mean, up? it was something. Yeah, it was stupid low. Oh yeah. Google knows. Google knows all. He bought it for one hundred and forty million in nineteen eighty nine. Damn. Damn. And to give you to give you an idea of where the Cowboys were at that point, their head coach was still Tom Landry. Holy shit. <laughs> so, I mean, they were talking about a team coasting on its past success. You can say what you want about Uncle Jerry. That motherfucker turned that franchise around. I mean, he might be. Did, did he, he won uh, is it three or four Super Bowls? Three. That's what I thought. Well, they haven't. What was it? What was their stat that, that we fucking we threw out there? And it shocked even Earl because. Their playoff record after their last Super Bowl win is the exact same as the Tigers, and they're a 500 team since their last Super Bowl win. 
Yeah. I mean, and there's and they're still worth that much money. Nothing, nothing like a twenty eight thousand percent return on. on your money. Come on, <laughs> Uncle Jerry. Come on, it's America's team. Jesus Christ! And once again, to quote one of the coolest guys I've ever met, I never voted when they the vote for America's team. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't they, they didn't get my vote. I don't call voting for that shit either. That's a bandwagon fan in middle school, but that too. I mean, that team though. I mean, Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman. Yeah, when you're a little kid, you're gonna get attracted to the team that's Emmett winning. Smith. But I'm just looking at him too now. I'm an adult and I know things about sports. Like, goddamn. Yeah, I rooted for everybody but Dallas. But yeah. you've known me for a long time, and you know that's how I roll. Uncle Jerry made thirty-nine point eight billion <laughs> on that purchase. Good job, buddy. Uh, you think anyone in that family is looking to an adopt a forty-year-old adult? I know, right? I just want to be put in somebody, one of the older people's wills. That's it. I don't. I don't. You know, fuck that. I don't even need to be in the will. I just want to live off the, the, the crumbs that fall from their table. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm good on it. I just want to live on the, the pocket change, what they consider pocket change, they lose in the couch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you, you know you could. You could. I mean, people like that, when you, get, when you may have that much money, money stops meaning what it does to everyday people. It just becomes, oh, I lost a couple million. It's come to a set of numbers. I get pissed off because I lost, not because I lost a couple million. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of shit. It's just like, okay, whoever cost me this couple million, I'm pissed because I lost instead of winning. Because, I mean, a couple million to Jerry Jones don't mean shit. No, he probably goes to uh, Vegas and he just spends wipes his anyway. ass with that shit. Exactly. This is my meal. That's, that's like. Well, if you, if, you, if, you, if you ever watched Entourage, there was a storyline at one point, one of the later seasons. AKA not their best efforts, but where Ari was trying to buy into an NFL team to bring to LA. And apparently this storyline isn't too far from the truth. Jerry Jones has his fingers, not just his fingers. He's elbowed deep into the NFL's business about who they sell teams to. And oh, the type yeah. of people they sell teams to. He basically is like, if if you don't get his approval, you're not you're not becoming an NFL owner. No, he's the, he's the last one, because before it was him and Al Davis. Mm-hmm. And now that Al's gone, you got to prove to be in the the, the the billionaire club. Well, not, yeah. Not. Well, you got to be scandal like damn near scandal free. They don't want no bullshit. They don't want nothing to hurt that shield and hurt their brand. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, as a, a storyline in Billions last season. Oh, did Billions use it too? Bobby X wanted to buy an NFL team, and they said, "No, nah, you got too much shit going around you. They won't approve you." That is exactly what happened in Entourage. Yeah. So yeah, so the, apparently some some writers are sports fans and they're paying attention. But I mean, that also shows you goes to show you that if even if <clears throat> even if Detroit fans, Lions fans get what they want. Or claim they want, and and the Fords sell the Lions. Who the fuck is going to buy the Lions? It's going to have to be an approved fucking buyer. I was going to say Chris Illich, but you need three people. Mike's dead, so just can't own more than two sports franchises in the same city. On paper, Mike Illich owned the Tigers, and Marion Illich owned the Red Wings. No. Yeah. No, because he bought the Tigers for her. 
All right, one of them owns one on paper, and the other one owns the other. We'll agree on that. I just do think it's funny that it goes from Ice Man Mon- Junior. I, I just, <laughs> I just think it's funny it goes from Monahan to uh, to Illich, the two biggest, me. the two biggest pizza guys in in the state of Michigan. Yeah, isn't it weird that two of the three, uh, two of the top three pizza chains in the fucking country came out of Michigan? Look here, man. In have you seen... In Chicago, seen a- supposed to have the pizza rep? No, that's New York. Yeah, either or. Yeah. But New York Multiple. is more the mom and pop and small shops. And pizza Hut's yeah. from fucking Wichita. <laughs> Which, yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. I, yeah. But, w- but what I'm saying is, if you look at the waistlines here in Michigan, we like our pizza. So that makes oh. sense from that aspect. As some, one of the first things I noticed when I started traveling was how much beefier the people are in the Detroit airport versus the East Coast airports, or the, even, now, even now the West Coast airport. Midwest. I know. You get, you get the big people get to Detroit, in the Midwest. People are wearing sweatpants. That's Detroit, you know, Chicago. Women are a little thicker. That's how it goes. Well, rumor, ha- rumor has it I have a co-host doesn't mind that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't have curves for no reason. Ah. Well, I, will, I will say Florida, once you get out of the beach areas like and the touristy areas, they grow them kind of big in Florida too, man. Oh yeah. I mean, them some them some them some cornbread eating country fucks down there. Once you get out of the cities, I mean, they, well, I drink his coke down south. Well, and then everything's coke. What kind of coke you want? Uh, Pepsi. Huh? What? <laughs> if you want a coke, you have to order a Coca Cola. Yeah, I, I, I want a coke. What flavor? Mountain Dew? Huh? That don't even make sense. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, I mean, my thing is, is that about Jeter and uh, Jordan is I got to imagine, like like I was saying, that one, they're going to be minority owners in the group because it is a group. And Jeter, I'd imagine that Jeter and Jordan are just the face of the group. And it's quite possible. The bags of money. And if anyone has any fucking say-so out of those two, if if that group's smart, they're going to be like, Mike, we'll comp you at the casino for the next two weeks. Jeter, <laughs> oh, what's boy. going on in your head, Jeter? You know what I'm saying? Let's get Mike out of here. and Yeah. yeah. Give Mike a big bankroll and send him to the nearest Indian casino. You want to know what I think is even more funny about oh, this sorry. situation? Is? Original American casino. Is that uh, Michael Jordan used to pay Derek Jeter when he was playing. Four. He wore his shoes, his gloves. All that other stuff. Endorsements. In fact, the the picture that is on the article is him and Jeter standing next to each other and Jeter holding up uh, some Nike cleats in his uniform. And he's he's Nike'd out as far as his batting gloves and everything. Jump man everywhere. Yeah, Derek Jeter was one of the first uh, non-basketball people that he endorsed. Well, they should let the baseball mind do its thing. You know, he's like I played some. I, I played a little baseball. Yeah, no, Mike. You went yeah, on, very little. You went on a detour because the league caught you gambling. Yeah, him and T- Tim Tebow played about the same quality of baseball. Yeah, you needed something to do because the league said uh, you're going to retire. You can come back in a couple of years. I mean, it's, we've talked about it. It's all right. The Houston Rockets got their championships. Rockets. What the, we're talking about? 
What was the, when Jordan, oh, when Jordan wasn't playing? Ah, gotcha. I was trying to follow that bouncing ball there. <laughs> yeah, it was right past you. But yeah, so the last the last story I got is it's no surprise to us here in Detroit. Oh yeah, this. But according to the comments on all the national articles I've read, it seems like the national NFL fans didn't really know that when Calvin Johnson retired, it wasn't just about it wasn't exclusively about his body breaking down and he wanted to make sure he was healthy into old age. It also was just like Barry Sanders. He got tired of being attached to a team that could never fucking win. Yeah. That just is snake bit. And I just, well, I, now I just think about that fucking gif of what was it? The kick that got blown and he just fucking falls to his knees on the sideline and Stafford throws his hat in the air behind him. I wonder if that was the moment he was like, I got to fucking retire because. This is just, I'm never going to win here. Yeah, I, I under. That Hell Mary against oh. Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I had similar feelings. A band I was in for like seven years, and then we kept going for like another like two. Like, I, I had the same kind of feeling when I walked away from that. Like, tired of killing myself over something that's. There's, more, you know, there's not going to be any payoff. Like, I, I understand, Calvin. I understand. Yeah, well, I, uh, I watched that happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, the article is uh, the one, at least the one I pulled up. It's um, from t- TotalProSports.com, uh, and it's by <laughs> I love this Black Adam Sheffer. <laughs> yeah, it's not the first article I've seen by Black Adam Sheffer either. I, I like how he. Has I to, hope like, he's uh, black. For- in our social yeah, justice for, warrior climate, I hope he is black. I, I really do, too. Anyways, it uh, goes uh, just nine seasons into his Hall of Fame career. Johnson decided to give it all up and retire from the game he loved. The former Lions wide receiver recently stated that it was more than just wear and tear on his body that made him quit. It was a lack of winning in Detroit that helped him make his decision. Johnson stated, or Johnson started on the topic by saying that continuing to play in Detroit after the 2015 season just wasn't for me anymore, according to Jerry Reisman of Pride of Detroit. He was then asked to elaborate further whether he ever thought about suiting up for another franchise, to which he responded by saying the Lions weren't going to allow him to do so. I thought about it, Johnson said. I was stuck in my contract in Detroit, and they told me they would not release my contract, so I'd have to come back to them. Two playoff appearances in nine years combined with a winless season and an overall record of 54-90 and 90 weighed heavily on Johnson. Eventually it became too much to bear. I didn't see a chance for him to win a Super Bowl at the time, and for the work I was putting in, it wasn't worth my time to keep on beating my head against the wall and not going anywhere. Johnson finished career as the franchise all-time leader in reception, 731 receiving yards, 11,619, and 83 touchdown catches. Now... The comments were interesting because I saw a bunch of people come out and say, if he didn't want to play for Detroit, why did he sign for, for, with Detroit after his rookie contract? And it might thought there like was a... Ch- I mean, remember, there was a year we had the best defense in the league. There, and and what that was, if you remember also, that was around the time that Detroit Lions were selling to not only to the fans, but the players that they were changing the culture around the team because they had fucking uh, 
Wow, just drew a blank. Crazy man head coach. Uh, Schwartz. Yes, the, yes. And it, uh, he was single-handedly changing the culture in Detroit. And my thing is, if, if Johnson bought into that because he wanted to, he liked his fellow teammates, et cetera, et cetera, I can't blame him for that. And the people that criticize him for, well, if he knew, if, you know, he should have known Detroit was never going to win, you're looking at it from the outside and trying to look into a situation where you don't know what was said behind, you know, closed doors. And once again, you're absolutely right. For that one year there, they did have the best defense in the league. I mean, it was dominant. And it's just, there's only so much heartbreak you can go through before you finally go, I'm not going to go out here and possibly give up and shave, you know, 5, 10, 15 years off my life taking these hits just for the fucking cash. And there's no ring to show at the end of it. And if he's the type of player that I assume he is, he's the type of player that's like, the, the money is very nice, but I also want that fucking ring. But I don't want that ring at the cost of my health, and, you know, my first grandchild being born and I can't, you know, they don't even trust me to hold them because, you know, I got early onset Alzheimer's or CTE or whatever the fuck. But now on the flip side of it, and this is both of you guys can, you've both been here in Detroit. You both know that I'm right about this. If he'd have pulled a, a sue and left after his rookie contract, everybody here would have hated him and people would have bitched that he wasn't loyal. So what the fuck was he supposed to do? Yeah. It was a no-win situation, and this is why I completely understand why the smarter athletes don't open up to reporters, because it's a no-win situation for them. Yeah, uh, and he's and it, it's taken, what, two years for him to actually come out and say this? Because, you know, by this time you figure the, the wounds aren't so fresh. You know, he said this a year ago, this might be a different, you know... People might uh, be a little more butthurt about it, at least around here. But, I mean, honestly, at what point, as a fan, do you just go, you know, he gave you nine seasons. and Gave us the best seasons of his career. And on top of that, he gave us the only, at some points, he was the only bright, bright spot on that fucking team. And he's what? He he walked away at what? He was 30? Yeah. So we didn't get to see, uh, you know, fading away Calvin Johnson. You know, we didn't get to see, you know, bloated jumpsuit, rhinestones, dead on a toilet Calvin Johnson. You know? Yeah, and I mean, you know, so don't mean to pick at scabs, Mikey B, but I remember clear as day watching America's game where they were talking to Warren Sapp. And they were like, so what was it like playing in that Super Bowl? And he goes, it was great because they didn't even target. Uh, oh, shit. Who was Oakland's fucking wide receiver that had been there forever at that point? Tim Brown. Tim Brown. They didn't even target Tim Brown until the fucking third quarter. And he dropped the pass. And he goes, I walk over. And Derek Brook goes, Derek Brook goes, Brooks goes, damn, Tim. You waited all these years to get to the Super Bowl just to drop the pass? Yeah. And turn around and walked away. Did, did, is that what is that what Lions fans wanted to see? To see him just hanging in there while his skills have fucking depleted. And if they do make it, and he ends up dropping the pass, then he can be the scapegoat for. There you go. He hung around too long. Hey, you know what? That's not digging. Chicken butt. Picking up the scab. That's taking the screwdriver, digging it down. Oh, whatever. It's like fifteen it years it ago. Off. 
It's like 15 years ago. Yeah, it's taken this long. You were like 20. The, it was taking this long for them to even be remotely in the picture of the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see, because we still haven't addressed on this podcast why is Derek Carr getting paid like he's won something. You know what? They're going to win this year. You heard, it, you heard it first. Derek Carr's getting paid like he's wearing a Super Bowl ring. The three-headed monster is going to bring one hey, to they Oakland. They beast mode. I'll give him that. It's gonna be the three-headed monster. What's the three-headed monster? Oh, uh, Carr, Mar- Crabtree, no, in beast mode. Are you insane? It's going to be Carr, Amari Cooper in beast mode. You know what? Then they got four. Crabtree, Michael Crabtree's NFL career could be summed up as, eh. You know what? Your life could be summed up as. <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed. So, to, he's supposed. So we, this week we traded Iceman with his rampant homerism for the Lions. For Mikey B with his equally as rampant homerism for the you're Raiders. From Detroit. You ain't even from Oakland. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, Oakland gives me hope for maybe a Super Bowl. You're a white guy from St. Clair Shores, Michigan. <laughs> Wait, what, you think because he's white and from St. Clair Shores, he can't bump some uh, too short? Hey, be, you know, be from East Oakland. Or just Oakland. <laughs> East Oakland, nah. Too light to come from East Oakland. It's going to be real. Might be know. some gentrified parts at this point. I don't know. I got some crud. That's true. But, yeah, um, I will say this about fucking Lynch going to Oakland is that every single – Video clip, every article, every picture I see, that motherfucker could not smile any wider. He is so happy to be in his hometown team. It is fucking, it has to be infectious to the rest of the team. And this is a guy who's been there and won the, the, the you know, had his hand on the brass ring. Oh, yeah. So they're going to listen to him. And just watching. Could, could his head hang on a second? Had they given it? The damn ball to him. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. But I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not going to call it, but I'm going to say I don't sleep on Oakland. I'm just going to say that. Do not sleep on Oakland. Barring a fucking you know catastrophic injury to one of their key fucking players, car, basically <laughs> that. <laughs> Because <laughs> we saw how that goes last season. Um, you lost to the Texans. You lost to the broke-down ass. We don't know who our quarterback is. J.J. Watt's been hurt all year. Texans. I know. I know. And don't you forget, I remember you bit signing, bad. Signing I, Brock Osweiler. You know what? I remember when you were claiming the Jets. So you need to know your role and shut your mouth. Oh, oh, wait a minute, because there's a moratorium against picking the Jets on this on, on this podcast last from, season. A certain, from a certain member. Yeah, last season, they <laughs> fucked me over like <laughs> six weeks in a row. I can laugh. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, it got to the point where he's like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't care if they're playing a peewee fu- football team. I'm picking the peewee football team. <laughs> Because they're, oh, they're, don't bring, why are you going to bring them up? <laughs> they are definitely in rebuilding mode. Like, they got, they got rid of everybody this year. Eric Decker, peace. Revis, peace. Uh, Fitzpatrick, is he still on, is he still there? Uh, yeah, I think so. But, yeah. Oh, it's, see, it, 
It always, it always devolves into football. But we were talking about football anyway. It's coming. We're, we're like, what? As of today, we're like, we're like, what, 12 days out of the first training camp? I'll be ready for football once baseball ends. Uh, I'm ready for football now. I was ready for football two months ago. No, I... Uh, I'm ready for football. After opening day, I'm ready for football. Let's go. I am a, I am a huge fan of baseball. Football is... Everything else is under baseball. Can we get a partial score? Speaking of baseball, Mikey B. Uh, books. Check them out. Was it 1-1? One, one? Uh, I believe the game... Oh, it's... It, uh, American League won 2-2-1. Two, two, there you go, everybody. This, uh, result, walk fi- off. Final result of the game that you already know about from two days ago. <laughs> you heard it here like a hundredth. Okay, for that, I wish I had a gong. Bong. So, so we're saying don't sleep on Oakland this year? I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling people what I've been saying for the last three, four years. They're at that point. Does Brady get number six? No. That is the question. This is what I foresee. Do you realize what's happened? Brandon Cooks has gone to the New England Patriots. That's going to be insane. All right. This is what I foresee. I will say it on July 11th. Right now? Amazon Prime Day, free Slurpee Day. Right now? This is my. They're going to lose to Oakland in the playoffs. But I foresee Cleo Mack. <laughs> You're calling your shot? My this guy. Early? Taking out Brady so bad. Iceman would be proud. That he's going to cry. Wow. Tears from Tom Brady. Tears and blood. Damn, tears and blood. If we name these shows, I would call this show Tears and Blood. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I'm just excited for football to start. I, I, I don't hate the Lions offseason moves, but I'm 38 years old. We root for this team since I was a kid. There's always going to be that part of me that's just like, but it's the Lions. Yeah, we could say that we actually probably went to a game at you go the Silverdome. You go fourteen and two, <laughs> and I'm not going to believe shit till you win a playoff game. Yep, yep. It's SOL <laughs> for people that don't know. Same old Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved when uh, Dungey dropped that on uh, what was it the post game breakdown. <laughs> And 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 the, and the other host was like, oh, 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 and he went to go same old, and he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> he was like, he thought he was gonna drop a shit out of luck. I'm like, that's Tony Dungy. He's classier than that. Come on out now, Herm Edwards. Oh yeah, Herm Edwards to get on get on live TV and be like, this is they they just shit out of luck. That's what it is. Herm Edwards <laughs> get beat. He don't give a fuck. Exactly. Oh God. Yeah, and. All I got to say is, gee, thank you, HBO. Thank you, NFL, for forcing my bucks onto fucking hard knocks. So that guarantees they're going to fucking have a shit season because I've yet to see a team hey. that's been on that show that didn't have a shit season. Who uh, who do you got? I don't think I really, like, really, don't even know anybody on the, the Buccaneers. Bucks, they have famous Jameis. Yeah, but who yeah, else? Mike Evans. Yeah. They're They're... Uh, shit. Did they finally, is the muscle hamster experiment over? Is he still on the roster? Yeah, he's still on the roster. He's like, I think two or three on the depth chart, but they're fucking, they still have faith in him for whatever reason. I mean, it, it, maybe they're, may, 
Maybe they've just went to him and said, look, you're not an every down back. You're just going to be a, th- a third down He's specialist. Like the Derrick Rose of the NFL. All this hype I mean, around him and can't stay healthy. But when he is healthy, he does produce. You can't shit, you know, you can't fault it, you know. Does it Derrick Rose? Exactly, yeah. But, you know, it, I don't know. They got McCoy. I mean, he's he's up there. And if you look at any fucking list of linemen, you know, D linemen, he's in the top five, top ten consistently. I mean, they, they have players that, and, and honestly, they had a better season than I expected. But like I said, at the end of last season, I'm not one of these people that say, oh, okay, if they if they win one or two more games this year, I'll be happy. No. Last year was a step forward. This year, your step is to make the playoffs. And then the year after that is to win a playoff game. There has to be forward progress. Same thing. I'm, I, and I'm going to... We got college football coming up. I'm going to say the same fucking thing about U of M football. <clears throat> I don't care about Jesus and khaki. Khaki's all his craziness. You have to beat state. You have to beat Ohio State. And you have to be in the fucking running for a national championship or else I consider it a failed season. Is this going to be year three of Harbaugh? Yes. So, I mean, this is this generally in college. This is make or break, right? As far as I'm concerned, this is how I look at it. As far as I'm concerned, no Big Ten title. Oh, well, I mean, it, in, in college football, this could happen, but I think it'd be, it, it would be very weird if this happened with Michigan. If they somehow don't win the Big Ten, but they're in the national championship playoffs, I'll take that. But they better win the Big Ten, and they better be in the fucking – they better be in the hunt for the national championship. Because if not, so far, you're just a lot of hot air. You're a lot of hot air in khakis. Not and, beating Ohio State. And that, that shit's got to end. I don't, I don't care, by hook or by crook. I, get some last Boy Scout shit going. I don't give a fuck. Have a guy pull out a gun, start blowing away their fucking their secondary. I don't give a fuck. You Michigan better win State that game. State will just rape y'all. Just rape everybody. <laughs> 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 it's going to be a... Oh, it's it's going to be a rough year for Spartans again. I'm, 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 yeah, you're one of them. I'll, I'll call my shot now. All the off-season bullshit that's been going on with them, it's going to be a rough year for Michigan State. But here's the beauty about that, because this is how I felt when uh, they got rid of Rich Rod and they brought in Brady Hoke. I was like, well, first of all, when they brought in Rich Rod, I looked at my brother-in-law, who's a state fan, I said, you guys got three years. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I don't think with them going – from the pro style offense that they've had, from a run for you know from a from three yards in a cloud of dust to a fucking spread option, I don't think they're even going to be five hundred the first in the first season. That Rich Rod's there, and he goes, "Oh, you're crazy." And what they post like a three and nine record. So after that, he's like, "Damn, you you kind of called that." I'm like, "Enjoy the next two years," because then Rich Rod's going to either he's going to have turned that program around and built it in his fucking image, or he's gone. At that point, I give you another three years. And when Brady Hope came in, I didn't expect shit to happen. And when they when they come in and made a, 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 a fuck, what was their record like nine and three, his first season, something something that no one was expecting. I was like, that's all gravy on the mashed potatoes, as far as I'm concerned. I was happy because I was expecting another sub five hundred season. Yeah. So I mean, if if state comes out and puts an ass whooping on Michigan and ends up over 500 with the season they had last year with the bullshit they've had in the off season. 
I know that no state fan wants to hear this, but I'd consider that a, a, a step forward and a win for state for this season. So huh. we will see. Can't wait. It's sad because today is the, was it, second Tuesday in July, and today historically is when they would release NCAA, the NCAA uh, EA football game that they stopped a couple, you know, five years back or whatever. Yep. So I'm kind of in withdrawals because I'm like, I don't have my college football video game to start playing right now because I would get two seasons in before the real season started <laughs> in franchise mode. Shit. You should just bump Madden up to July 4th, all right? <sighs> I, I, if it's anything like last year's Madden, I'll wait till it's damn near free and I can pick it up for 5 10 bucks. That's... That's the problem with having no competition. I know we're not a video game podcast, but it is sports related. When when uh, 2K Studios was releasing NFL 2K5, that is arguably the best football game ever released for a video game console ever. And they released that game, and they charged twenty bucks for it. And after Madden got stomped in the ratings and stomped in sales on that, that's when EA said, we want an exclusive contract where no one else can put an NFL game out. And that's when they got the exclusive rights to it. And ever since then, Madden doesn't, the people who, who make the Madden games don't feel the need to innovate. Same game with a roster update and a few fucking graphics changes. That's about it. Hey, but God bless them because there's Madden Mobile. I'm going to get my Madden on, on my iPhone. What the fuck is that? Like, is it a, is it like a, a like, like a drop and drag card game or something? <laughs> no, it's it, it's Madden adapted for like touchscreen. Seriously, I got the Lions. I won sixteen and zero. I won a Super Bowl and shit. Yeah, oh, that's man. Madden. All right. <laughs> what 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 difficulty did you have? You definitely weren't playing people online then. Oh no, starting it because it's it's because it, it, online it's more kind of, it's like a mission. So you start like. You got to earn players. Like, I definitely don't have, like, the regular roster right now and all this shit. Oh, so it's like the ult- Madden Ultimate Team. On- yeah, it's the ultimate team for any sports game now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is... I'm good on that. That's that's the we want you to spend money on this game after you just drop $60. Yeah. I'm not down with that. I'm not going to grind a game for fucking a sports game for 100-plus hours to get one player who's rated above 95 and I'm not going to spend forty dollars on card virtual card packs to open up and get five players above ninety five. Do you know who the first uh, uh, the first sports game to ever do that was? NFL two K five. No, it was FIFA. That makes sense so you know because the reason a, soccer sucks. That's dude. That's an seriously. I know people who hate to watch soccer but love FIFA. FIFA is a huge video game. FIFA's fun. I love that game. I play. See. I play FIFA and WWE, wrestling games. That's all I play on. Only video games I play. There you go. He, so, so Mike, what you're telling me is what my buddies tell me. You're a bro gamer. Oh, you only play sports games. And I'm like, what the fuck does it matter? So what? It, it's like, Jesus Christ, I like to waste my time in a different way than you. Does that make me an asshole? No. And, 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 that guy in the chick at the Braves game can... <laughs> fucking no don't put them together because they'll probably procreate yeah, make the worst babies ever oh. See, lock them in a room and let them fight to the death oh. and if they both die we all win <laughs> <laughs> two 
two people enter, no one leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Once one person kills the other one, you fucking uh, introduce dogs. Like, now you got to fight these dogs. No, what you do is you take one of them. Fight these a, pack of dogs. You take one of them, you put a little chip into one of them. So if that person loses, press the button, poof, you ex- or they explode. To bring it all back around, <laughs> they got to fight Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather at once. <laughs> First the boxing, no, first the boxing match, yeah. and then you get a half an hour break, and then you got to jump in the octagon. If Floyd Mayweather doesn't kill you, then you got to fight Conor McGregor. Was this a Bruce Lee movie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call a callback. Boom. <laughs> All right, so we're going we gonna to wrap it up? Yeah. Just wrapping up a nice, tight little bow, Mikey B. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Yeah, de- definitely thanks for sitting in, bud. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's our Dog Days podcast next week. Baseball will be back. We'll, we'll pick our Lions schedule. Probably probably have the show a little earlier next week, too. You know, like them, them out on Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, you know, my schedule. We're going to record on Sunday. So with sports, you can't do four days later. Nah. Fuck, there's been, there's been a few times where we can't, you can't even do two days later. Yep. Yeah, there's been a few times we literally... Wrap up recording, and a half hour later, we're, we're in our in our group chat, sending each other fucking breaking news, and we're like, "God damn it, this just shit all over half our podcast." Yeah, like what was the the, the reason one memory was the Aaron Hernandez thing, like yeah, oh. breaks like an hour after we finish recording, like well, shit. But uh, thanks to everybody who's been listening, downloading, you know, uh, at Sporgy Podcast on Twitter, uh, Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net if you'd like to email us. Uh, best month ever, last month, and we're tracking for it again. So whoever's listening, you're liking it, you're sharing it. We're on Apple Podcasts. Apparently, that's they're, they're rebranding. It's not uh, whatever. It's so called the thing on my computer. So called iTunes. So I'm calling it iTunes. God damn it. We're on Google Play, Stitcher. You just go to ChristopherMedia.net. You can listen to it there. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will catch y'all next oh, week. Oh, what? And and remember, check out. World Championship Radio. Oh, also on Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Media.net. Oh, Rich. Thank you, sir. Yeah. yeah. Mike, plug your own goddamn podcast. I was <laughs> waiting for you to shut up so I could say something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Touche, salesman. All right. Well, Mike, Mike B, you win. We'll go out on a win for you. So we'll catch everybody next yes. week. Yes. All right. Later, guys. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.